Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. On this week's episode, we're talking all about Tomorrowland, past, present, and future. Tomorrowland and Disneyland specifically. So we hope that you guys enjoy that. We had a good time talking about it. If you would like to follow the show, you can find us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is the Talking Llamas Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Talking Llamas Podcast. If you would like to contact the show with any questions, comments, concerns, or anything else, you can reach us at TalkingLlamasPod at gmail.com. That is TalkingLlamasPod at gmail.com. And... If you would like to support the show, the best way to do that really is to subscribe to the show. That's either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And you can also leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out a lot. And then, of course, as always, tell a friend and get them into the show. Okay, and without any further delay, off we go. It is episode 91 of the Talking Llamas Podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Robert Camozzi, joined here as always by Thomas Nelson. Hola. Oh, <laughs> spicy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Thomas, I'm in Disney World right now. Well, that, yes, you are. <laughs> and I, I will say the reception is quite good. I, uh, I'm not actually yes. reporting live from Disney World, but I am. Well, and who am I talking to? Yes, exactly. You are talking yes. to past Robert. Ah, but you're PR. also past Thomas, so this is a fascinating turn of events. Everyone is listening to past Robert and Thomas, um, and I am currently sitting somewhere. Well, they're always movie. listening to them. Yes, I know. Oh, We've, you know. I'm just saying that uh, I am technically in Disney World, as everyone's listening to this, probably. And uh, so we recorded this episode in advance um, of my trip, but I'm hoping that I'm having a good time as we speak. <laughs> And we'll chime in with you while you're gone. Yeah. Somehow, some way, we will not actually. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. It, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> leaving in just a couple days, so I'm getting excited. But, yeah. Um, today, we are going to talk about a land. A beautiful, beautiful, well, this beautiful is, land. I, I like doing these kinds of things near trips because it gets you excited for going to see places. Now you're going to see a different place because you're a different park, but we're in Disneyland today. Yeah, we're visiting Disneyland in our minds and in our hearts to discuss the land of tomorrow. Um, let's, why don't we hear, Thomas, from, from Walt himself. Tell us a little bit about... Walter Elias Disney? Yeah, th- that, oh, that guy, very one. Oh, the guy, yeah. Uh, about, you know, what this land is all about before we get started talking about it. Sounds good. Ever since the invention of the bow and arrow, mankind has both worried and been fascinated by the forward march of science. Today, with the recent discovery of tremendous natural forces and their harnessing to man's use, man is still anxious, yet still hopeful. In the programs to come from Tomorrowland, we plan to explore these forces and their use to find some measure of understanding about the things that lie before us. I I think 
One of my favorite parts about recording these episodes is going back to those little speeches from Mr. Disney. Um, just because I like hearing um, what he has to say about the vision for the land. Um, and I try to remember that a little bit, at least once each time I go to the parks, um, p- particularly the the castle parks, you know, Magic Kingdom and Disneyland, mm-hmm. because it makes you appreciate more maybe how far it's come and and to say how far it's come would suggest that it's like definitely better now than it was then it's more like you know the changes that have it's undergone it's nice to i guess it's just nice to think about that when you're in there well and and the the thing we just heard from mr elias disney was the first episode of the disneyland tv show but they didn't have a set plan yet for what Tomorrowland was. Mm-hmm. So even that, there was changes from that point until opening day and continuing after that. It was kind of always changing. It's fascinating. Early plans included things like moving uh, sidewalks, suspended monorail system. I don't know what that means exactly, suspended. Is that what we have? Like with the the Skyway? Yeah, the... I don't know. Maybe, that. yeah, a suspended monorail system. That's interesting. Um, and the land itself was set to be in the year, the far off year of 1986. Yeah, that's interesting, huh? Doesn't that feel so odd? That was now 40, plus, 30 plus years ago, almost 40. Yeah, oh boy. Well, you time know. just goes by so quickly, Thomas. It's uh, it's startling. So it, you have to kind of put yourself in that mindset of, you know, 1950s, what they thought 1986 would be like. Well, they, they were in such a unique position in the 50s because they would kind of just came out of world war ii which mm-hmm. by all accounts was not fun so yeah. you know there's a that's it's quite a it's kind of traumatic for a country to go through that because everybody shifted everything around all yeah. the, you know a lot of the men they went away to fight the women had to take over to the extent that they could you know building different things contributing to the war effort Infrastru- infrastructure stuff infrastructure yeah keeping people fed and yeah. then once everything was over you have to like rearrange, at least they did, rearrange society again back to the way it was. Part of that is that um, there's like this boom in technological development. It's almost like it bottlenecks a little bit because it's it, there's sort of a cap put on it for an artificial cap put on it for a little while, you know, and then it kind of all rushes out. And so we see that sort of vision and that dream into Tomorrowland. Um, at least initially, that was sort of the idea. And we could talk a little bit about how it's progressed and maybe where it needs to go in our minds in the future. But um, this land opened with the park, right? But there's many attractions that weren't quite ready when it opened at first. Um, it was the last uh, land of the major lands to complete construction. Yeah, I heard it was actually not originally going to be opened up. Yeah, I planned to be opened up on the opening day. But I guess Walt became, you know, adamant. adamant, but he was like, you know, he was concerned that should I, shouldn't I, you know, what's ah. the right approach here? Mm-hmm. And so he, they lost out on months of work they could have been doing once he decided that, you know, let's, let's make it happen for opening day. And they, they put a lot of effort in. Yeah. So things like rocket to the moon. Um, I think, I think that wasn't open, for example, when it first opened from when the park first opened. It was there. The, not, exter- the exterior was there. Yeah, but, but not ready yeah. for um, public con- consumption. 
I'm consume um, that rocket. Autopia, I guess, was not open. Uh, uh, an attraction called Trans World I think, Airlines. Didn't Autopia open like the next day or something? Yeah, but yeah. you know, it doesn't get the, it doesn't get the opening day attraction. Well, there, there's some dispute as to whether the 17th is the true opening day or the 18th, because the 17th was like a press day with some access, but you had like full. You know what I mean? There was a lot of mm-hmm. press stuff going on. It was kind of like a. I don't know what you'd call it. It wasn't a soft opening, but maybe it was like that. It was like a pre-opening. Yeah, who cares? But anyway, it's 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 all there. You can think of it as... To, well, to me, here's the thing. Maybe that's the case, but nobody ever thinks of July 18th as the... So it's one of those things where it's just like public consensus has taken the 17th on, and that's never going to change. So yeah. if it wasn't open on the 17th, then it's not technically an opening day attraction. And it's not open now. Um, That's true. That is true. Uh, At the time, the Nautilus attraction, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, was the centerpiece, right? Um, You're talking about the... Where's that? I think it's 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 what Nemo is now, if I'm not mistaken, right? I thought that they had something called the Tomorrowland Boats over there. They had a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea exhibit somewhere, I thought. That's what I read. The Nautilus submarine from 1954 film 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was the centerpiece of an exhibit of the film yeah. sets and yeah. props. You're right. That was, that, was kind of, that was one of those things that complete. Walt was just filling space. Yeah. Because they were yeah. kind of scrambling to get something together. So there, I so that, that uh, lasted until 1966. Um but at the time, it was sort of the centerpiece, I guess. Um, you know, now they have Space Mountain, and that everyone would say that's sort of the touchstone for that land. Every land sort of has that, right? Where it's like, I, I guess you would say. Um, Wait, which was the touchstone back space, then? Now it's Space Mountain. Back then? I was just saying. Back then, I, in what I read, they were kind of suggesting that 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was sort of the... I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know how it looked. There was there was kind of a lot going on. I don't think there was. They were yeah. going for that rocket to the moon mm-hmm. as to be like, well, that was definitely the weenie, as we've talked about before, the attraction. Mm-hmm. Of that the visual attraction, yeah. It drew you to it. Um, so I th- But I don't know how that that ride did very well. I don't even know, fully know what it did. No. It was trying to simulate like sending you to the moon or something like that. Yeah, but it looks. It actually looks really cool. I wish they kind of had that there. That to was look the at. that was the the tallest structure at Disneyland before the construction of the Matterhorn, the the rocket to the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, that that iconic moonliner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Designed by none other than, well, in part, they see the the Disney Company. Uh, you know, in this technological boom and after World War II, and I think it was Operation Paperclip where they brought a bunch of former Nazis over to different different countries. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Werner von Braun, mm, yes. however you pronounce it, I think there's different. Anyway, um, he was the scientist who came and worked with Disney. And he also helped with many other important things. You probably have heard his name before. There was one other guy, can't remember his name now, but these are the people who've designed this rocket to the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting because, uh, yeah, I mean... They were actual rocket scientists. You know, they weren't just Imagineers. Yeah. 
Well, you'd see that back then. They would bring in people who sort of knew what they were talking about to do this. You know, they were from the professional space. They weren't in the theme park business because there was no theme park business then. Speaking of that, there's one person, Bob Gurr, who was hired. I, I read that, was it 23, something like that? He was young. Yeah, and he he had been working with Ford as some kind of designer yeah. briefly. But think about being 23 and, you know, you're hired to work with Walt Disney. Yeah. Designing all these different vehicles for the park. He did the Autopia vehicles. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. eventually the monorail as we know it, uh, Main Street vehicles. He did a lot of work. It's pretty he's he's a he's one of those who's still alive actually, one of those yeah. imagineers from back then. That's amazing. It's pretty incredible. And he's pretty with it. I mean, you know. Um, he always wears red shoes. Yeah. He's eighty nine years old, sorry. And like red basketball shoes. They're not like red like, you know, tennis shoes even. They're well, like, you gotta go to the Matterhorn and play ball. That's true. You know? That's true. Um, 1957, Thomas, uh, the Monsanto House of the Future, which is like, I don't know a, a lot about that, but that's something they had. Um, a lot of plastic. I yeah. think Monsanto at the time did a lot of plastics work. So they were uh, kind of showcasing what a house could be like with these new tech, different te- innovative technologies. Yeah, um, I don't know when the microwave came out, but I think it was kind of around the the 50s it was designed to show future living in in the year 1986 um and it uh it was furnished with technologies new at the time like it had a it did have a kitchen with a microwave oven and sonic dishwasher i don't know what sonic dishwasher means exactly um sonic denotes sound doesn't it yeah i don't know Uh, adjustable height sinks in the bathroom which is something we don't have even now um, retractable refrigeration space, touchtone phones. That's interesting. Um, and uh, and yeah, it it, uh, it closed after ten years. Imagine a house of the future that actually had things we had, like including the phone. What if you, our phones yeah. were there back in the fifties? Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it seems like they hardly get it right. You know, it's because it, it's never something you'd expect, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's things don't. I mean, it is sometimes. You know, some people get predictions right, but like you can't you try to explain a, uh, any phone, but let alone like a cell phone to somebody from nineteen twenty. It's like they're just not going to get it. Plus, you know, when you create something, you often think, well, what could it be? And if yeah. someone's already, you know, thrown out an idea, maybe you're like, well, that sounds good. I'll just make it. So you be, mm-hmm. you make it into a reality. But then from there, you develop it further. That seems to be the, tre- the trend yeah. in the world is with technology. You're going to just keep going with it. And that's where, like, imagination stops. Once you make something for Tomorrowland, the technology and the development and all that stuff keeps going. That's one of the troubles with the land. Yeah, and we can discuss that as we get into it. Now, 1967, the year after Walt's death, um, it is the first year of real refurbishment or or, uh, plussing, whatever you want to call it. Um, It was basically rebuilt um, with new attractions, Adventure Through Inner Space. That's a very famous attraction. Well, before, I mean, sorry to interrupt. No, 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 go ahead. Sequentially, I mean, just before that... opening day and you know those first years they had it was it was really kind of like a world's fair in a sense yeah in that there was a lot to experience that was different and educational and had to do with technology and it was showcasing things for instance the uh, monsanto hall of chemistry was something and the uh, kaiser um hall of aluminum fame it's just like aluminum technologies and displayed in a cool way and stuff and they also had the circorama 
which um, I think is something that still is kind of existent in Epcot, I think, in Canada, was it? Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's that's just where they, they have like a 360-degree camera setup. Yeah. So multiple cameras on a on a device. So it covers 360 degrees. And then they have a room that you come into and you watch the film recorded on those cameras. And uh, you know, what else was there? The Court of Honor had 48 state flags at the time and then the American flag in the middle. It seemed to be in the shape of a star. Like it's very, it's not thrill ride based it's not you know yeah it's totally a different it it, and it's hard to wrap your head around it knowing what theme parks are now right yeah and so well here's the thing so something we should mention actually before we get to 1967 is in 1959 the matterhorn which is now part of fantasyland was at the time part of tomorrowland which makes almost as little sense as it being part of fantasyland now i mean fantasyland makes some sense um, and the only reason it, it feels like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because Fantasyland feels like where all the Disney movies go and uh, Matterhorn just doesn't quite fit that, but it fits way better than it does in Tomorrowland. The only thing tomorrow about the Matterhorn is that at the time it was sort of a revolutionary attraction in the type, and, you know, it's the first tubular roller coaster or whatever. Um, so maybe that's the justification for that. Oh, Bob Gurr did that too. Yeah, he did. That yeah. guy's an animal. Yeah. I, he's literally an animal. Like he's not human. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, and this is what I was thinking of when I was thinking Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. This is the submarine voyage came around the same time. Um, the monorail system came in this right, time too. Right, so that's nineteen fifty nine, right? Yes. Thereabouts? Yes. I know the monorail and Matterhorn are fifty nine for sure. So is the voyage. Remember that pin we have that has all three of them on yes. it? Yes. Yeah. So it's the submarine voyage. That's a great pin to have, isn't it? Because yeah. it has each one of those on it, the Matterhorn, the submarine, and the monorail, and it's like, what was that, 60 years? No. 50 uh, years? Yes, yeah, so I got it in 2019. 50 yeah, years. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, 60. No, it is 60. Yeah, because wow. we, we had the 60th anniversary just a few years prior, so, yeah. Tremendous. So that's a, I mean, that's a big year. Three of... And then, yeah, I mean, if you want to just lump in all the other things, they, they really brought a lot. I think they really improved... Tomorrowland, I think peak Tomorrowland was probably late 60s. 67. That one year? Yeah. yeah. Well, when they rebuilt Tomorrowland and put in Adventure Through Inner Space, Autopia got an update, and guess what came that year as well? Can you guess? The Carousel Progress. Uh-huh. The yep. People Mover. People Mover as well. The Skyway? And that I'm not seeing on my notes here. Um, but I, but you know what did come? It's in, an interesting thing is the 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 rocket jets, which is not something that's there anymore. But I think you can still see the track. Um, right, it's it's like a Dumbo ride. Mm-hmm. It's, what what's the one that they have? What's it called in Disneyland? Do you remember? What's yeah. the one in Florida? <laughs> Astro jets is what Astro yeah. Orbiter. Oh yeah, um, that's right. No, but the rocket jets was an attraction Disneyland, the Disney Resort, and I'm I'm just kind of. Um, Tomorrowland closed 1967. Um, I'm sorry, I'm like mumbling because I'm just reading this quickly. Um, the rockets jets were replaced by the Astro Orbiter, um, but I don't, I don't, I wish I could see an image here because I, I looked it up. The Astro jets were not where the Astro Orbiter is. Yeah, I think where the Astro Orbiter is now, they used to have a world clock at the entrance into Disneyland's Tomorrowland. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah. Again, more like a World's Fair. It's the type same thing. type of thing, though. You're right. It's like um, it looks like a more of a like NASA type thing as opposed to like a 
like something you'd see from a different planet. It's I'm showing Thomas oh, you a mean, photo yeah, here. You yeah. guys can look it up if you'd like, but it's like white. It's got, very yeah. It's got a very. Uh, it's got USA on the uh, down down the side of it. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's ready to go to Mars. <laughs> yes, as we all are. Uh, small Mars. Anyway, so that's cool. I think I think like seventies was like peak Tomorrowland. Um, late sixties, early. 60s. Well, you get America sings there in in seventy four. Um, Which, if you witnessed, you know, you know that some of those characters are in Splash Mountain. Yeah, exactly. Soon to be demolished. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they just decided to knock it down. Yeah. Um, breaking news. That's breaking right this second. Um, but yeah. Um, but, but, Robert but, from the field in Florida. Exactly. There's some other things here, you know, that aren't as significant. I don't know if you have anything else on that, but I mean, throughout the years, you get um, Star Tours in 1987. Oh, yeah. I mean, so okay what do we have now we have star tours where you said that location and then north of that um the astro blasters um buzz Lightyear. those were different they were just different but on top there were these murals by mary blair yeah which disney history fans often lament their uh, absence because they're kind of cool and it's the same style of art as it's a small world and uh, if you look, look up pictures of them, you'll be like, oh, that, that would have been pretty cool to have. I think you'll think that. I actually don't know what they Everyone's have there Everyone's tastes now. are different, but I, I... You know what else I really like about this land personally? It's, it might be my favorite music to just listen to. Are you, really? I, the, can't, I don't more, know that I can think of it. The more modern versions of it. I can play some for you after this. And maybe there's YouTube videos. There's just one that I really like. Um, okay. From like 2013, I think. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's early. It's in the 2000s, um, and it it just I don't know. I like the sound of it, and um, they do work in actually in the in the more recent versions. Like, um, they they do the tunes of like Disney movies from some of them. Like, there's a Toy Story one that is uh, it's the tune of Strange Things. Um, mm. for, you know that montage in Toy Story where um, strange things like, are strange happening to me. Yeah. Things are happening to me. It's that song, but it's got like a a, a sort of tech tech sound to it. I don't know, like a electronic. Like a, like electronic. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. And uh, I love that. I love that sound. And so I'll listen to that when I'm like going to sleep or when I'm studying or something, and I can't listen to like a podcast or something like that. I'll listen to that, and I love it. Um, or if I'm with me and McKellen on on a walk, and we're want to listen to some like background music or something. Sometimes we'll play that. Anyways, so I do enjoy the music in this land is the point as well. I like this, and I like I, – I also really like the Critter Country music. Those are two of my favorites. Anyways, that's all on the side. But the point is is that I do think that this land has a lot of potential. Um, and like we said, I think in the 70s it was sort of at its peak, uh, late 60s, early 70s. Although, depending on your feelings of like Star Tours, it had a lot to give in the 80s and, and 90s as well. Oh yeah, and what about Captain EO, man? Yeah, I, mean, I never People did love that. that. It's what is it like a a, a film with My- Michael Jackson? Oh, I suppose so. Georgia Lucas production, starring Michael Jackson, directed by Godfather director Francis Coppola. Mm. I think he directed. Yeah, but it, it essentially was a show in the theater that is is. You know how when you enter Space Mountain, you go on one side of the theater and then you come out, or one side and you come out a different side. Yeah. In between there is a theater. I've never been in there. I've never been in there yeah. either. 
Yeah, I don't know. I what... think that was where it is. It also could have been where the pizza restaurant is. Nope, nope. The pictures I'm looking at are weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah but anyway, it's that basic area. I never did it. Um, yeah. And like, you never will. That's that's accurate because I don't think it's running anymore. I think they use it for other things. Um, I mean, you get some other things in 1998. Um, that's kind of when the next big update comes or. Uh, you get Space Mountain. Um, you get an update to Autopia and the monorail. Well, Space Mountain is the update. I guess. Let me Cause see. Because it, it didn't ha- come out in the nineties. Yeah. Let's see. Because it was listed here, but that's not right. Um, ninety. Yeah. So it opened in nineteen seventy-seven. It must. It must have gotten an update um, in ninety-eight. But nineteen seventy-seven. So yeah. Wow. That's earlier than I thought. For some reason, I thought it was the eighties. Is, is that the original Space Mountain? I always forget. No. Yeah. No, they upgraded. Think about it like this. If it has single seats, that's the park it came from. Oh, that, interesting. I mean, that's not true, but that is true if you look at Splash Mountain. Yeah. And then Space Mountain 2, uh, they had that. Yeah, that's a good That's a good observation. So, yeah, okay. it seems to be better for those rides to be next yeah. to someone. Well, I don't know about Splash. But. Well, Splash, I like to be single. It's weird. I like the single seating in Splash, but... I, which you know i like the double seating in space but that is how disneyland is on both sides so i don't know if it's a personal bias thing or what good point yeah it's hard to say although you you don't get turned around so quickly in splash mountain so i don't know it's easier to be in just a single seat it feels weird like the matterhorn yeah although you have a seat belt to be kind of you know going fast turns and stuff mm-hmm. so uh, that's part of it for me anyway i think people really loved captain eo but I think it was also just a theater place for a while. Yeah. Oh, there's one place we didn't talk about, the Space Bar. Tell it's just a more. just like a restaurant area type thing. But I looked at pictures of, of it, and it looked like the seating area had these individual little tables. But, I mean, at first glance, if you if you just glance and you, like, quickly look look away, it looks like they're just chairs. But they have little little tables like school desks. <laughs> from a long time ago yeah like if you're right-handed mm-hmm. it's like a little platform for you to write on it was like it was really weird to see that out in front of that space bar but i yeah. i think i don't know i think that uh just I, now that you're bringing up food i actually think currently not you know at this very second but when disneyland's open i actually think that uh their quick service location the galactic grill is actually underrated I actually like it quite a bit. I, I've it's good, yeah. I've only eaten there a few times, but I've never been like, oh, man, this was subpar. You know, actually, I've wasted this meal on something that isn't great. Like I, they've had a few specialty items there. I've always liked when I've tried them, and they actually have quality hamburgers there. And by quality, I mean they're not just like your normal quick service hamburger. They're better than like probably a, a McDonald's hamburger for sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the ex- that's the type of quality you expect is like a McDonald's type thing, but it's better than that. Yeah, it's definitely better. Pizza Port, on the other hand, or, um, you know, Alien Pizza Plant, that's got a long way to go. They went, they, they did a half measure on, on Pizza Planet. Of course they did. I don't like it, you know? They already had the infrastructure for it, meaning the building was there and prepped for pizza making. Mm-hmm. So all they had to do was change a label and it's marketing. They got yeah. people in there. It's an advertisement uh, for Toy Story. I guess people would have gone there anyway, but you can get things like the uh, little alien mm-hmm. desserts, you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. You know what would be fun? Maybe this could be another episode, and I don't want to forget the idea. 
taking former attractions in current, mixing and matching, and creating our own lands. Mm. You know, this would be my ideal Tomorrowland, and take different ones. Yeah. Like, I would definitely have people move around there. Oh, my God, yeah. Put the Mary Blair murals back up. I want to throw the rocket to the moon in there, you know? I want to throw the rocket to the moon to the moon, physically. <laughs> that would be... If they could make su- that happen. Superfluous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't know. Um, that's a good idea. I mean, the, the, especially, you know, where that's especially apt is with Tomorrowland. There's so many things from the past that I think should just come back and it would it would improve the land by like tenfold. Like yeah. you could do it overnight, basically. Like in one fell swoop, they could, they could just bring back like two or three things. And I think it would make Tomorrowland like 90% better. Like basically yeah. instantly. I think I agree. People Movers won. One thing would be great is if they had more space. Tomorrowland in Florida, more space. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you said, I'm sorry, you said People Movers won? I think if they brought the People Mover back, that would be just, that would be such a huge plus to me. And it, it I don't know if it's currently the case, but before the pandemic anyway, when you got off the at the Tomorrowland monorail station, as you're coming in and when you get off, you can look to your, I think, left and see the former track. I mean, yeah. it's, it's weaving throughout the land. Yeah. And it's it's kind of disheartening because it's usually there's just leaves everywhere and they don't even clean it up, which I guess why should they? They're not using it, but it's it's pretty popular in Florida, I think. Yes, it is super popular in Florida. Speaking of which, you wanted you'd expressed an interest of would it you know you want to go on, but would it be open? By well, the time they you announced go that it would be, and then you're they at the park now. What's the situation? <laughs> they pushed it back to May. Ah, oh, so sickening. They keep pushing it back, and it's so. I really hope that by the time I win, it, it would be open again, so I could take Michaela on it. But we'll just have to wait for another time. Yeah, it's a shame, but that's okay. I'm not going to complain too much. Another, I would love if the Skyway was still a, a thing. You know, you take it through the Matterhorn. I think that's so cool. It's really cool. That's like akin to the train going through Splash Mountain. Like, that's just a cool little yeah. feature. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I think that's so cool. I think that's actually cooler than that. Like, the Skyway thing is, yes. I think, cooler. I, I suppose people ruined it by maybe throwing stuff over. But I don't even know if that's true. I think you could just guess. And that's you could do that of... on a lot of things. You know, you could do that on a roller coaster, just throw things over the side. I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean you shouldn't have it. You know what I mean? Plus, they have those everywhere else. Not everywhere, but like all over. Yeah, in different you know zoos or They're even a thing, a, they exist in the world. Yeah, and they, they made them enclosed in Florida. You had to though the rain. Sorry, the rain, the wind. Yeah, you know the birds. <laughs> so what? What's your favorite part of Tomorrowland now today? <laughs> Oof. Um, Disney, has to be Disneyland. Has to be Space Mountain. I'm trying to think of what else it could be. Okay, let's do apart from that. I don't do Star Tours um, as a general rule. Um, it's probably, this is going to sound really stupid. Um, it's probably the big ball. I And I have a reason for this. Uh, Peyton couldn't ride Sp- Space Mountain, obviously, because she was too little. She hasn't ridden it yet, even. Um, although, as of you listening to this, she may have ridden the uh, Disney World one. But anyway, we're really some of sometimes we're pretending you're still there at this moment. Others, it's the past. <laughs> yeah, we're confusing. People, people understand. Uh, oh, they no, get it. Okay. I just have some fond memories there because yeah. Peyton loved that that big old ball when she was like the, two years old. Yeah, you just push it. it well, and she would get her hands wet. all wet, and then yeah. she would run over to me and wipe it on me, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah. no!" Ah. 
<laughs> like I hated it. It's yeah. so funny. Um, there's not much else there for me, to be honest, because it's like I can't do Star Tours. I don't like the shop anymore because it's like half Star Wars at least. Like I don't, and I'm just not into that at all. Um, Buzz doesn't do anything for me really, and uh, I'm not like I guess the music I really like, and then the Astro Orbiter there is inferior to the one in in. Uh, Disney World, in my opinion. And the one in Disney World is the one that's like three stories higher or something? It's just higher, and you can see things. It's like how on Dumbo you can see all of Fantasyland, and at night it's really cool. It's the same thing in in Disney World's Tomorrowland. It's just inferior in Disneyland, so, you know. There's the monorail. The monorail's cool, yeah. And Galactic Grill. These are two highlights. uh, Besides Space Mountain, which is the obvious pick, I think. Launch Bay is there. Some people really like that. But that's another Star Wars thing. I'm just, it's not yeah. my thing. I mean, we did get to see, you were there when we met Darth Vader. That was pretty cool, actually. Uh, was Darth Vader, but you also met Boba Fett? Yeah, which it? is a rare one as well. Yeah. yeah. Meeting Darth Vader, was, it was that was a really cool experience. I mean, I'm surprised to hear that those guys were in town. Yeah, I know. We just got lucky. Yeah, uh, for me, what do I like? What do I like? What do I like? I kind of like the, the colors of it. Sort of, I imagine, I'm imagining darker blues. Yeah, and it's kind of I kind of like that. Star Tours is all right, you know, it's not the best because hmm. now you have Millennium Falcon and, and it's yeah. somewhat similar in in the type of ride it is, but advanced. So and interactive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the most in Star Tours, your face might appear on the screen. That's interaction. I've not sense. met a single person who that's happened to. By the way. Well, that's. I'm sure it's happened to people. Yeah, I mean, I, won't, I mean, it has. <laughs> yeah, but it's never happened to anyone I've ever met. Uh, and then the food, Galactic Grill is a highlight. I don't eat there very much, though. You know, uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't eat. I eat there like maybe once every other trip, like, and it's churros. usually only if there's like specialty there. They have churros. Yeah, I'm not a big churro fan. Peyton loves churros. She got a sour apple churro there once upon a time, and behind, she loved it. Behind the churros. They have a garden with kale yeah. and other edible foods that you are not allowed to to, to pluck, yeah. <laughs> to harvest. It's not for your it's not for your own good. Uh, and then yeah, the shops are garbage in my opinion. <laughs> for my interests, they're not for me. Yeah, I kind of you know I like the spirit of Tomorrowland, but I think the current version that we see is just not what we want. Now, uh, it, that's one of the struggles. We uh, once upon a time we talked about you know reimagining Tomorrowland in our image. But it became increasingly difficult to actually land on anything that would, one, we could describe, and two, that we could ever be possible. So, like, we could be ridiculous or we could be, you know, realistic and it just wasn't working out. Something else that's come into the picture in the real world, not our heads, is uh, Avengers Campus. Yeah. Which those movies, those Marvel movies, often, you know, use hypothetical technologies as a part of like Iron Man, you know, he does yeah. all this cool stuff with technology. Do you think that Avengers Campus could be a new Tomorrowland, one that actually ex- shows a little bit of how tomorrow could be, meaning this is stuff we we haven't seen before other yeah. than the films? Maybe. I think it's a little more mythical though. It's got this sort of yeah. like almost like mythical storytelling is is interwoven into Marvel. So I think that that's gonna be it's not gonna capture the spirit of tomorrowland as it should be i think that tomorrowland's yeah. got to do some work and they have to come it come to peace with the fact that it's gonna be probably the purpose of it might need to be a little bit more educational than the other lands are 
And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm looking at, you know, the webpage for Disneyland.com. Sorry, uh, Disneyland.Disney.Go.com. Jesus. Uh, PIM, PIM, Test Kitchen, P-Y-M. Uh, you know, large size or small size items. Yeah. I guess it's going to be larger more often. But anyway, that seems like something that in the house of the future, you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like Tomorrowland, and I don't see a mythical part of that. I know I, what you mean that the stories are more mythical. Yeah. Or like archetypal in their way, but. Yeah. Tropey. Um, a lot of the technologies, I think, are going to parallel what Disney, Walt Disney was going for. and. Well, I just, I guess what I mean is that I think that they'll lean more on the storytelling aspect than they sort of like what you see in uh, galaxy's edge more than they will in uh like an educational aspect which is what i think i think Tomorrowland should be oh, i see what you mean so yeah. they're yeah because the story is already there and that's where it comes from it's not a you know kaiser hall of aluminum fame yeah it's this is a dr strange attraction or you know spider-man whatever and it, it weaves is. into the movies that we're going to be telling you showing yes. you and, and then and then yeah, the the technologies will be there on their own. That's yes, that's interesting. I wonder I don't remember if we're getting Iron Man anything. I think that's in in one of the Asian uh parks. But yeah, he, that would be in Paris actually. That would be an opportunity to actually educate. Even yeah. if it's false information, you could like, hey, let's pretend this is real and this is how it works. So, yeah. This but I, I do I do like in that I like thinking of Avengers Campus more like a Tomorrowland. It helps me get into it more. No, and you can view it that way, I think. I just, and I think that that's a good way of looking at it, actually, especially if you're not like a huge Marvel fan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that's an interesting way of getting excited for it, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. Cool. What else, Thomas? What's your least favorite? Well, I will say that I think, well, what do you think about Tomorrowland's bathrooms? <laughs> They're Okay. They have the one by Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. I think that that's slightly above average. Where are the other ones? Is it just one? That can't be. I want to say that is it. Oh, I think there's one in, by Autopia. Maybe. Star Wars Launch Bay, maybe. Use it if there yeah, is. it's if it's there, it's tucked away. Well, that's pretty cool. There's bathrooms. You know, that's that's never going away. But, you know, that reminds me, there was this, like, Bathroom of the Future exhibit as well. Yeah. I don't remember anything about it from my reading, but... Probably just a lot of bidets. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Even some benights, too. Yeah. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah, so uh, what, what else? Uh, least favorite... Um, Thing? Yeah, I think you probably already said something like that. I hate the Star Wars takeover. I just hate yeah. it. I just yeah. hate it. Especially now with Galaxy's Edge being in Disneyland, I hate the Star Wars takeover. I just, I, I'm not a Star Wars fan, and that's not really even it, though. It's like, it, 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 it's just not what Tomorrowland's meant to be, in my opinion. I wish that it, I wish that they would let Tomorrowland have its own identity. If you want to have Star Tours there, that's one thing, but just, I don't, I want, I want the Tomorrowland identity to exist. It doesn't have its own identity. It's leeching. It, an identity from Star Wars, and it's not even doing a particularly good job at that. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here's another question: What uh, non-attraction would you bring back from the past that's no longer there? Could be non-attraction. A, that's very interesting. So there's some stuff. 
There's the Yacht Bar. You don't know much about it, I'm sure. And the yeah. Space Bar. Those are two food places. They had the Tomorrowland Spaceman walking around. That's what I was going to say. And eventually like, the Space Couple. Yeah, like I was going to say one. that could be cool, I guess. I mean, we've talked about how we would like more, like... Non-Star Wars actors. characters. Well, yeah. Just in general, like yeah. actors walking around doing things. So maybe that's it. But I, yeah. in general, I mean, non-attraction, I think that the whole place just needs a, like a major facelift. I mean, just major. I really liked, if you look at some of the pictures from the early days, I really liked the look of it. And so do I, I mean, it's vintage for us, but it's also kind of, it's kind of cool. I like it. <laughs> One thing, this is kind yeah. of jarring to see these pictures, very few trees. Yeah. Like the overgrowth, the growth is so small. It's, it's way more, uh. Well, there's just more trees all around now. It's I, I prefer that, that more trees. Yeah. Well, I think that back then the thought was like, oh, you know, it'll be... A desert. Technology is what's the future. Technology will replace trees, you know. I wonder and if it was that, is, but I, I wonder if it was that. I think it's just a way of, like, making everything smoother, you know, and, and like more... Like the moon. Yeah. The, that, I mean, I think that was the vision of the future back then. Um, we realize now that that's not what we want. It's not desirable. I mean, it's balderdash. That's exactly what it is. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I'd bring back? Why don't you guess what I'd bring back? Non-attraction? Yeah. The Mary Blair things? That's, yeah, non-attraction. I think I would bring that back. Yeah, I think that's what I was going to say, but I actually haven't seen it, but I, I can like envision it in my mind's eye, and that's what I was yeah. going to say, but I haven't seen it, so I don't really want to, you Some know. ceramic tiles. Yeah, I guess I would. Oh, they had the hover crafts. Oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they could do it probably a lot but that's better. That's an attraction. Now. They yeah. they had uh, some kind of well, they had a, a different train before the monorail. It's called the Viewliner. Yeah, which was interesting to see. Actually, I like the pictures of it. Yeah, there's a picture, probably a few pictures out there with Walt in the you know the driver's seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those. It, it looks cool, um, but that that's an attraction. You can't bring it back. Um, what Not was in saying? this. Yeah. Uh, there was something that they had. I can't remember now. It might have been the Tomorrowland boat. Something that was, it was in that vein of a vehicle of some kind that had too much maintenance, so they just they scrapped it. Like you could imagine that with the the vehicles, you do it in a complicated way. Yeah, I think they even tried bringing it back at some point. Whatever it was, I can't remember. But maybe someone out there knows. If so, keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Thomas? Anything else we want to get in there on Tomorrowland and? Uh, well, let me uh, just review the uh, the papers I've received from Disney. Uh, yeah, well, Walt, I mean, we, I don't think we said it exactly, but so when we were in the Sci-Fi Dining Theater in, in uh, Hollywood Studios in Florida, mm-hmm. we watched clips from old sci-fi movies, and a lot of them are focused on the, like sort of scary stuff or like negative dystopian kind of things. Walt was going a different way with imagining, you know, science and the future. And it was more like, let's, you know, progress versus imagine that it's going to tear us apart. Yeah. Like, how could it, you know, educate us, bring us into a brighter future? Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's the general spirit behind Tomorrowland. And I, I love that that's part of it. Uh, it's, yeah. That, yeah, I do like the spirit of, of tomorrow can be better. I like that idea, and I don't. And I think what's interesting about that idea is it doesn't need to just that doesn't need to be a technological idea. You know, it can be a human idea, it can be a nature idea, it can be a an art idea, it can be anything. You know, you can always think that way. 
it can be a personal life idea, like how you're how you're living your life day to day. That can be anything. Yeah, it could be yeah, technology. It could be your the way you express yourself in the world. You know, art, the way you interact with the world, your relationships with people and and your families. Yes. So yeah, there's different dimensions than just technology. Yeah, and that's what I want it to. I want it to take back that spirit, and I don't know when or if that will happen, but that would be nice. And it would have been easier if they kept Tower of Terror. Because dimensions are involved. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's all connected, and everyone knows that. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think that I have covered everything I'd like to discuss with this, this delicious park. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just ask, and I'm only going to ask this once. Mm-hmm. Make Tomorrowland great again. Mm, how does that go? Matta? No, Matta. Mitiga. Mitiga. Yeah. Oh, Mitiga. yeah, Mitiga. There's no A in there. Yeah. There Make American Tomorrowland. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know what the other countries' no, Tomorrowlands look like. No, uh, but the, what's the one? Um, I was going to ask you, it, well, no, I wasn't going to ask you. I was just going to discuss that. I really appreciate that they've still got the people mover and carousel progress over there. I think that that, and I, and it's one of those Florida. things now that they've been there so long, I don't think they'll ever go. I mean, it's, it's weird to think that they, those attractions still exist. But also, thinking of them gone to me it couldn't be right it seems like it's appropriate and at the same time it shouldn't be there at all <laughs> yeah it's a weird thing like it can't leave and it's shocking that it's still there yeah i i don't say it can't leave because you know i can't have it go is what i mean those yes. two things are yes. equally held in my head and under the same uh, you know balanced evenly i would love if they upgraded carousel the uh, progress a little yeah. bit just because you know by that fourth scene you're getting to uh you know, these They'll kind, update these it someday, old. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. That's all I've got. It's been great, everyone. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>